Hello, world. What's going on with you? Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully your week is going marvelous. Hopefully it's fantastic and all that good jazz. Um, Let's talk business because that's the thing we do here. Um, I want to just let you know, I appreciate all the support that you're giving the podcast. Everything that you're doing for us here at the show, greatly appreciate. Uh, you can continue to your support of our show uh, for as little as 99 cents or as much as $10 a month. It's at the bottom of the show lo- uh, notes. I believe the website is like anchor.fm slash random thoughts hour slash support. If you feel inclined to give, if not, the wheels on the bus will keep spinning. And uh, yeah, no Patreon, no nothing. Just that. That's our way of getting our listener support. And uh, yeah. So for those who've contributed, thank you. For those who haven't, uh, I still love you. So there's that. Okay. Now that's out the way. Oh, yeah. Another thing. You can listen to this podcast on uh, Amazon Music. All you got to do, say, hey, Alexa, play the Random Thoughts Hour. And boom, she'll play my voice your house or wherever office, wherever. And, uh, yeah. So there you go. The random thoughts hour is on Apple. Uh, I'm sorry. Amazon music, Amazon podcast, whatever you want to call it. So boom, there you go. All right. Time for the show on this episode of the podcast. We are joined by a fellow podcaster. Uh, her podcast is called nice to meet you. And it was nice to meet her. Um, my guest today is Simone Miles uh, of the Nice to Meet You podcast. So please give a great big random thoughts hour welcome to Simone Miles. Do you ever wake up in the morning and the first thing you do when you get out of bed is turn on a podcast? No, me either. But you probably might consider that after doing this. Stitcher Premium is a service in which you get bonus episodes of some of your favorite podcasts, Mark Maron's podcast or Comedy Bang Bang, How Did This Get Made, or one of my personal favorites, The Office Ladies. Uh, If you like true crime, which a lot of people like these true crime podcasts, and I don't know why. I don't understand it. I don't understand the obsession with it. But you know what? That's all good. Um, My favorite murder is on there. And you get bonus episodes of LeVar Burton reads. If you like books, like I do, we talk about it when I talk about Stitcher. I'm sorry. When I talk about audible, but this is not about audible. This is about Stitcher premium. Um, and you get access to so much stuff. Anyway, Stitcher premium is a bonus is a subscriber service that allows bonus episodes, exclusive shows and ad free listening. Ad free listening is important because you don't have to listen to me ramble on about this stuff. Uh, all you gotta do is just go to stitcherpremium.com slash uh, premium. I'm sorry, stitcher.com slash premium today to sign up. And you gotta do it on a website. You insert the promo code uh, random thoughts and you get one month free. And you know what? It's only $4.99 a month. Do you know how much you could, do you know how little that is? That's like a cup of, that's like a Starbucks. For one cup of Starbucks, you could literally get ad-free listening on Stitcher Premium. $34.99 for an entire year. Can't beat that. That's like a t-shirt. Just don't buy that t-shirt. Just don't buy that uh, video game. 
buy Stitcher Premium. Get some ad-free listening. I promise you, you will not regret it. All you get in, all you gotta do is go to stitcher.com slash premium and insert the promo code at checkout random thoughts for one month free. Hey, Simone, what's going on? How are you? Um, I'm good. Not much going on. Um, took my dog to the dog park today, and that was the highlight of my day. Um, so how are you doing? I cannot complain. Uh, if that's the highlight of your day, I am envious. You Before we started <laughs> recording, you said that today was a restorative day, and I love that word. That's a, You don't hear that much. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I haven't done much just because, you know, um, Thanksgiving is coming up and it's COVID. So you should be quarantining if you plan on seeing anybody. So, um, yeah, just kind of spent time in the house and with my dog. Yeah, not not mad at it. I got to say, I've seen people I I didn't even think about doing this, staying inside, quarantining for 14 days before going to someone's house for Thanksgiving that's a lot of trust, especially like with cases on the rise. That's a lot of trust to put in someone to actually stay quarantined for 14 days. Just got to say. I mean, honestly, it seems like. Honestly, it seems like nobody's going to do that, right? I don't think they but are. At least, <laughs> <laughs> at least just limit the amount of people that are going to be at Thanksgiving. Um, if you can't do that. So, you know, like try to have just like the immediate family. Like for me, it's just going to be like my mom, my dad, my brother, and you know, that's the four of us. And then we're doing like a big Thanksgiving zoom call for the rest of the family. Um, but still, I just still want to just be like, you know, careful and safe because, um, going out to restaurants is still risky, you know? I, I have not been to a restaurant the entire pandemic. Definitely afraid of it, especially here in Texas, because people just don't care, like don't care at all. Like <laughs> it's it's to the point where like I was at Whole Foods earlier today and like full on like Amazon worker who was going through picking out people's stuff is like pulling his mask down, like just like pulling his mask down like he can't breathe, touching stuff, coughing. He was like, oh, I was like, oh, mm. And it's like, okay, you well, you obviously do not care about anybody. Right. And you're delivering this to somebody else. Right. <laughs> you know, that's how it spreads. So uh, go figure. But you know what? I never do this early and I always forget, but I'm going to do it now because I'm remembering. Let's introduce you to everybody. This is Simone Miles. She is the host of an amazing podcast. Her podcast is called Nice to Meet You. Simone, tell them, all the people who are listening, about your podcast and about you. Okay. Hey, y'all. So I'm Simone, and my podcast is, as Byron has said, called Nice to Meet You. And it's a podcast where I talk to people that I know, like, in my life, and also people that I just meet randomly. Um, A lot of people that I used to meet at bars before COVID, but (laughs) now people that I've just connected with, and just sit down and have a conversation with them about their lives, about the things that they've learned. And, um, yeah, so usually they're around like 45 minutes to an hour and we just sit down and have a conversation. 
I also have like panel episodes on there and then I follow up with some people also. So if you want to check that out, then um, yeah, it's nice to meet you. And it's on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Other than that, um, I'm also Simone. And, um, you know, someone once described me as someone that's very invested in having a good time. So that is my Instagram bio. And that's also how I introduce <laughs> myself. Um, <laughs> But um, I really am interested in like all things creative, like different types of art. And yeah, yeah, those are my basic interests. I like it. See, we met on through like this Stitcher platform thing. If you listen on Stitcher, you can thank them for us being introduced to Simone here. Um, but yeah, like I, she was posting stuff about her podcast. I was like, oh, that's cool because it actually is kind of cool. It's more interesting than what we do here on this show. Our show is just, it's all silly. But hers is like, like for real, like meeting different people, especially random people that you don't know. It's actually a really cool concept. I actually dig it a lot. Honestly, it's, it happened on accident. Um, I really just started like working in DC, you know, after college and going to happy hour and then meeting people and then. Um, having conversations with them and realizing like the value in that conversation, even if it was just like, you know, like two hours of your life just wasted, just, you know, like bullshitting, just, you know, yeah. shooting the shit talking. Um, it, I always felt like I left like knowing something more than I did, like coming into that, you know, experience. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to my friend earlier because we both went to the dog park together and um, we were talking about, getting to know your neighbors and how people don't really take the time to do that anymore. And it kind of seems like people don't take the time to like, just have like these meaningless, like, um, conversations that like don't really have a reward at the end, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Is the, is that the end all be all goal now? Like to have a conversation with somebody you have to take from it. I feel like that's the new thing. Like I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to engage with you but I got to get something from it. And if I don't, I feel drained. Is that, is, is that, is that, is that a true statement? Do you think that's true? Well, I don't know. I feel like for me, at least I come to life with like the glass half full always type of stance where it's like, even if the conversation isn't pleasant, I probably learned something from it. Yeah. Um, but I guess like, um, like Seinfeld, if you think about like what he says about the show, it's like a show about nothing. And Perfect. I feel like we miss like having just conversations about nothing sometimes. Yeah. And that's why we have this show. It's, <laughs> it's, it's random thoughts. Um, and it's an hour. Um, but yeah, like I really, I really do feel that I've, I've noticed myself and this is a terrible trait that I'm noticing. I have had like anytime I'm on the phone with someone now, I feel like I'm like, oh, well, I have to talk like this. And I got it because I'm always thinking like I'm recording a podcast. So all my conversations seemingly in my head start turning into podcasts. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. And I'm, but I really sometimes don't care. But I'm like, huh. Fascinating. It's, it's, the, it's the weirdest thing. And it only started recently and I don't like it. So I got to get myself out of it. It's very terrible. I don't know why Wait, I put so myself on blast. Is it like, so you feel like you're recording a podcast that so you start like over explaining yourself or yeah. your voice like literally just like changes? <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes like recently I was talking to my friend who lives in DC and like she was explaining stuff to me 
And I'm like, when I'm talking to somebody on the podcast, I'm very cognizant about not making things about myself and trying to steer the conversation um, about mutual interest. Well, at least this is the new format that I'm doing, but trying to get mutual interest and mutual like conversational topics that we can both kind of bounce ideas off of. And I feel like that is how I was having that conversation with her. We were, she was explaining stuff to me and I was like, huh. And I really wanted to like, interject and just like reply but i was like no 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 you know wait just kind of you know back off don't don't interject till she's done talking it was just i was like and at the end of it i was like oh well that that wasn't a podcast this is a conversation oops it was so that's funny because i feel like i i do resonate with that because when you have a podcast or while you start to think about how you have conversations Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't know, for me, it's like, am I contributing enough? Like, am <laughs> yep. I asking enough questions? Um, should I be telling more stories? Like right? the different questions I ask myself, like, is this conversation like full enough? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. I was just like, um, okay, you know, like I, I really have that, like I've been told before, not in on a podcast, but just in general, that I talk about myself a lot, but this doing the podcast and changing the way that the format used to be. Cause before, for those who don't haven't listened before, I used to just like write down a bunch of random thoughts and be like, and I would try and like, you know, basically explain the randomness that goes through my head. But at the same time, I've noticed when I was going back and listening that people, at least the guests were like, huh? You could tell they were like, there's like little hints of judgment. I mean, granted, some of them are my friends, but you know, there's little hints of judgment. Like, why is he thinking about that? Like, like, oh, here, here, for instance, um, my friend Eric texted me and was like, who, why, like, this is like a random thought he had. It said, who is Reese's and why are we eating his pieces? Like Reese's pieces. See, like that, right? (laughs) It's stuff like that where you're like, huh, but how do you respond to that? You're like, okay. <laughs> See, that's, it. I mean, like, okay. So like, n- like, I don't know. No offense, I guess. I, it's like the, how's the weather of like jokes, you know? Right. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, like that made me laugh because that, that's something I would think of. Like, I don't like chocolate. But if I did eat Reese's Pieces, I would think that. But like the other day, I was watching a TV show and uh, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, the, the drink Minute Maid. Why did, when did that drink get discontinued and why? Like Minute Maid Orange, like that was the shit back in the day. I loved it. Wait, they don't make that anymore? See? No, I don't think. And not orange juice, but I'm talking about like orange soda. I saw it. <laughs> See? It just like vanished from our lives. And I'm like, huh. Well, damn it. Where'd it go? It was discontinued. Can't get no more Minute Maid orange soda. Huh. It's, but see, it's stuff like that. See, it makes you think. And, but see, now the new format is just, you know, like we have conversations and, you know, they can be about random things about that or, you know, like back in the day, that TV show making the band. Whatever happened to Dylan? Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Whatever happened to him? I actually oh. never watched Making the Band. <gasps> How dare you? Yeah. You didn't watch them hike all the way to Brooklyn to get Diddy some cheesecake? 
<laughs> yeah, see, I have no reference. <laughs> oh my, see, it's the, see, I would see on the before format, it would be very awkward because be like, I didn't watch that. I'm like, ah, shit. Well, there goes my randomness because it didn't relate. It doesn't hit with everybody. But now we can talk about different things. We can talk about like spirituality. Like I saw on your, in, on your uh, podcast, Instagram, uh, podcast, Twitter, that you were, that you're one of your up recent episodes you just posted was about spirituality. Mm-hmm. Like, like I am, I have so many questions because I've, I recently wanted to have like a pastor on the podcast because I'm very curious. I know you live in DC. Uh, politics is very weird. Mind you these days. Rampant. <laughs> oh yes. Um, you know, we have, a president who doesn't want to leave office. And then we have somebody who was elected president and, um, you know, but like the fact that all the, my thought was why are all these pastors on the right being very vocal from the pulpit about Joe Biden's not our president and they're laughing hysterically, you know, at the fact that he's president just because their politics don't line up. When did church, I mean, I thought we were supposed to have a separation of church and state. Now no, it that seemed, was never the case. Never? Okay. Because now <laughs> it seems like... it, right? <laughs> right? Because it seems like the two are merged together now. It's very odd. Yeah, it's weird because, like, if you, like, I've been realizing that um, it has said that we should have had a separation of church and state, but a lot of our laws are, like, just so Christian that, like, how could you separate the church and the state? Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't mean... <sighs> it's very it's 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 weird like my favorite oh, i don't remember what the twitter handle is i don't think i have it pulled up but, oh it's called right wing watch that's my favorite twitter handle now like everything that they post on there is videos of all, all these right wing people um like just going crazy usually they're they're of the caucasian persuasion um they are <laughs> they're going off on like ah oh, president trump four more years there's a is a crooked election i'm like but these are the people who are leading other people in church, talking to them about Jesus forgives and God is good and Christianity and, you know, Jesus saves. But at the same time, they're like, denounce the government. The government's evil and corrupt. And you're like, huh? What's going on? Yeah. I'm really trying to think of like what made me really realize that like how intertwined the church and the state were like in America but I mean like I guess even if you think back to like England like with who was it the one that wanted to get divorced so he like made like a whole new religion was that Louis the 14th 16th 16th one of them 16 14 yeah like somebody and then I don't know um but I don't know I feel like religion was actually should be kind of like is kind of like um entwined in government because they both kind of um are made to do the same thing, which is like to structure society and control people in a way that we can all get along and coexist. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I never thought about it like that. Do you think I've, I've been on this really recent kick. Like I saw somebody said it the other day, we need to, Oh, it was this Van Jones video and they were talking about how in the constitution there's different parts that 
if Donald Trump really wanted to win, he could due to some secret parts of the Constitution. And I saw some, I was like, let's change the Constitution or at least add amendments to it to match modern day because, you know, back in the day, I mean, we can't, we're basing all of our laws and a majority of our laws and structure on something that was written like 300 years ago or almost 300 in like 50 years. Yeah. And I was actually um, recording a podcast yesterday with a couple of friends where we were talking about um, the constitution also. And one of, one of them said, her name is Isabel. She said that apparently the constitution was like a memo basically. (laughs) And so it's like, basically we've been running this country off of like meeting notes for like 400 years. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's hilarious. She said 400 years of meeting notes. Like, <laughs> somebody was like, oh, yeah, by the way, look over this before you send it out. And, like, now we're just, like, following this and, like, this is our law. <laughs> this is law. Follow it. <laughs> what? No, this was just meeting notes. No, no. This is the law. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Works. okay, so did you, Um, I don't know if you have a TikTok or anything or if you've seen I, this one girl. Um, she made TikTok. this TikTok and it was, like, God talking to an angel and god was like saying like oh did you make the dinosaurs meteor and then the angel's like send them a meteor (laughs) (laughs) and god is like meteor and the angel's like a meteor (laughs) so (laughs) it was like that like sort of like miscommunication yeah oh that's hilarious okay i'm gonna have to watch you'll have to send that to me that's I hilarious. do know. Oh my god, it's so funny! Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, kind of. It's uh, so dad jokey. A meteor, um, meteor. Yes, a I've meteor. Got you, got you meteor. God. <laughs> We're on it. <laughs> oh my god, it was. It was. I honestly like. That's one of the videos that like lives rent free in my head from from the. Oh, internet. for real. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay. There's. I mean, rent free video. I mean. Why is it that rent-free videos are just, I mean, they just stick in your head. Like that's that silly dog face video, that dude uh, skateboarding down a, and drinking cran. Like that's, I want to be that carefree. They're running like, out of cranberry juice now. Really? I, okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I was watching this video on Twitter last night and I'm pretty sure they were saying that like, um, because of that video, they've been selling out of that like specific, like um, type of cranberry juice. Oh, and they're spray. used to like, producing it but because of covid and everything um the demand for it is just so high Mm. that they're just trying to like keep up with you know production well that's good no utis for you america (laughs) um (laughs) get your cranberries in that's uh (laughs) yeah i mean like i heard i i don't know where i heard this i think i might have read it the other day i said he was he was trying to get somewhere and his car broke down so he just grabbed his skateboard and started going with the juice it wasn't like it was trying to be viral he was just having a day i'm like i want to be that just relax just chill he's just making Mm -hmm. turn on some fleetwood mac just jamming yeah and the words of um 2020 is very vibey (laughs) vibey it is yeah vibey i'm like all right all right dog face 420 or 420 dog face 2008 or whatever your screen name is i see you man yeah, he dude, he and now he's like making millions of dollars, which is very weird. Like this dude who was nobody who made silly videos now has millions of dollars. 
It's how it's it working happens. with Snoop Dogg <laughs> and got all these, got a new truck, everything. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm trying to do it for the love of the money, but that's mm-hmm. cool. It's all about like creating content. Like there's so much, so much stuff that's being created these I, days. I see. I don't care that I, I'm, <laughs> I'm 33. I honestly am like beyond like that's past me. Like I do this and I have a really hard time like keeping up with it because it takes so much. But outside of that, I'm like, okay, I do photography too. And I'm like, well, that that's all I have time for. That's it. So influencer yeah, make I a video. <laughs> Who has time? Honestly, it's just coronavirus has at least shown me that I should focus more on the different things that I want to do. Like with, you know, I like to, was saying earlier, I think, I think I said earlier, like doing photography yeah. and like doing um, these other hobbies, like sewing and cross stitching and everything. Um, it's shown me at least that like I could dedicate more time to it and I enjoy doing it, but like, I don't know. Actually, I forget where I was going with that now. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say that, like, I don't know. I feel like I've been, like, more productive with my hobbies because of coronavirus. Sure. Um, and you have all the time now. It's kind of made me want to, like, produce more things, but I'm not sure exactly for what. Because it's like, if you're producing content, it seems like you should always have the end game of making a profit or something. But where's the art of doing just things for you? Yeah. I've recently I've recently come to the realization that like for a long for a a good while in the middle like the middle chunk of episodes of the show I was like man I gotta I gotta do this I gotta do that just to be able to make more revenue I gotta get this sponsor and that and then I'm and then I went through this really like then coronavirus hit and I was like oh even more so I'm at home now I can crank it up I can do this and that make it cool and now the last two weeks I've had this really weird revelation where I'm like, I felt like I still love doing it, but now it felt more like a job. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want to just be able to just enjoy doing it and having conversations for the fact of doing it. If the money comes, it comes. If not, it doesn't. If 10 people or 10,000 people listen to this episode, doesn't matter to me. I'm still going to do it, whether it's just me. Because I yeah. like it. Yeah, and I think that's been like the revelation for me a lot. It's like, what do you want out of what you're doing, out of podcasting, out of like um, photography, out of the different hobbies that you have? Like, what exactly are you getting at? Like, for me, I think that like I make enough money for my day job to be happy and to have like the privilege of like having different hobbies that I can get enjoyment out of. So it makes it seem like I don't really want to put any like I guess stress on those hobbies as far as like trying to make revenue from them but it also seems like if you're putting effort into them then you know but maybe that's just like living like a capitalist society you know (laughs) yeah I mean if if you're gonna put time into it you should make money from I always hated someone telling me that I'm like but then it becomes more like you lose the love of the art or love of the craft I'm like this is dumb because you get burnt out real easy like well I'm not making Mm -hmm. any money so then you just stop I don't know. Yeah. But then it's like, now that, now my question is how do we value things that we don't make money from? I don't know. 
I think in 2020 per se, a lot of people are putting value in the wrong thing. Um, if anything, 2020 has taught us, we got to start putting value in the relationships that we have of those who are closest to us because it's now due to this pandemic, a here today, gone tomorrow situation. You know, I had a friend who just tested positive um, for COVID recently. And then back in June, I had a friend who died from it. So, you know, you got to take care of yourself and you got to check in with all your friends. And that's one thing that I, me personally, I'm learning that you have to, you have to check in and make sure everybody's okay. Cause it matters. Yeah. Yeah, One thing that I've always like, I guess ever since college ended, um, because like in college, I used to live like right next to my friends. It was like, you know, 10 minute walk, like walk to your friend's house. And, you know, after that, um, you like, you know, start going your separate ways. You live at home, you're further away and you really do have to make sure you're making that effort, you know, every couple of weeks to be like, Hey, how are you doing just for the purpose of saying, how are you doing? Not like, you know, um, I'm trying to hang out and like, cause yeah. I feel like, um, a lot of people that I've met, like, um, as an adult, it kind of seems like we're only texting each other in order to hang out. Um, instead of just texting each other to check in. So like, you know, with my friends that I've had for longer, I have a better relationship of like just being like, hey, how's it going? What's going on? And then we'll text for a couple of days and then we'll start like, you know, stutter stepping on the texting like hours yeah. and then days and then, you know, and then we have to start yeah. over. But I think it's such an important thing to just, you know, reach out and just check in to check in. Oh, for sure. Do you get, do you ever get the feeling that like sometimes people text you just because they want something, not because they want to check in or not because they just want to say hi or whatever, but they actually are just literally texting you just be like, Hey, Simone, can I borrow X, Y, and Z? Um, not necessarily that. Um, you have good friends. I do. <laughs> I love you friends, but stop texting me, asking me for things. Um, but I feel like, um, well, like kind of what I was hitting on a little bit earlier was like a lot of people just like want your presence, you know? Yeah. So if that's like just like wanting a thing, then, you know, no, like, <laughs> no, it's you're, you're I, even like, okay. Like actually just like wanting things like, um, no, you, yeah. <laughs> well, cause you can tell so like, I don't, I, I, I myself feel like I have a good, like detector of like someone who is a good natured person like you um or someone who's just like reaching out because they want something like i had friends who um who i went to like high school and like a little bit of college with and you know they they out the blue haven't talked to them in like two years they're like hey yo what's up b craig i'm like who's this i'm like ah it's so and so i'm like oh hey what's going on how's the family everybody's good man uh, yo, so I just want to let you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, my finances, you know, you think I can borrow $40? Nigga, really? Hold up. You, so you exhausted all options, all options. And I was on that list, like somewhere in between. Bruh. Love you, but no. That has to be awkward. Like. It, it, it's not that it happens just once. It happened. It happened with, with a specific person. It happened quite a bit. And I'm like, months would go by. And the conversation happens the same way every time. I'm like, 
Don't make me block you. Stop. <laughs> Why? But, okay, so did you ever give them money? The very first time. Because okay, I didn't so know. Because I they, didn't they know. Like, if I got you once. <laughs> well, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. <laughs> Can't get fooled again, George Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know how we got started talking about that. Terrible segue. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to find that. Uh, find that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, this is what I'm talking about. Just randomly get on. See, I'm making it a lot about me. Okay, <laughs> bad host. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, what is what is your take on like spirituality and what's happened in like. I guess in basically relating it to what's happening in today's climate. I feel like I'm learning so much like every day almost. And I hate to like sound like that same like cliche sort of thing, but um, I grew up Christian and um, I didn't really find myself in that, you know, Um, I feel like I was going to church just like as a social thing rather than like a thing to like be connected to God. And then, um, I don't know, in college, I really started exploring, like, I don't know what God means and um, what, you know, religion means. And like I was saying earlier, it's like um, religion is kind of a way, it's like a set of rules that you live by for society. And that's something that like my senior year high school teacher taught because Mm -hmm. we had like world religions and he taught like different religions. And basically religion is just the way that you orient yourself in the world. And um, I guess like in like moving away from Christianity and trying to figure that out. I've just moved into like spirituality. And then, um, you know, like the new thing that like the kids are saying is like spirit, they're all spiritual. Um, but inside of that spirituality, a lot of people have like, um, gathered themselves around astrology, which is something that I've been trying to get more into, but also have like, it's just, there's such a wealth of knowledge inside of like what astrology is and all the different like intersects of the planets and everything. Um, so I'm not sure if I really answered your question, (laughs) (laughs) but um, when it comes to spirituality, I'm thinking about a lot and just really trying to understand how I believe the world around me is acting and how I should act in that world. Also, I've always been, I've always been fascinated. Like, not a, like a massive fascination, but like kind of like a, a small fascination in astrology. A friend of mine told me to download some app. It was called CoStar. You ever heard of it? Yeah. And don't. No. Well, I, I mean, I did and I signed up for it and I, I mean, I, but I never used it. I never checked it. Mm. Yeah. So I have um, a couple of friends who like study birth charts and are really into astrology um, and they say of the astrology apps, CoStar is probably the most triggering <laughs> and the least helpful. <laughs> most triggering. Well, we can't be triggered in 2020 for sure. Anymore, right? It's just Never. like, I mean, oh yeah, the meteor. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Um, what is what is a good app? I, I my friend other another friend of mine told me to download an app called the uh, called the Pattern or Pattern I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard good things about that, and um, I had that one for a while, and I enjoyed it. Um, I think that 
the thing that I enjoyed about that app is that um, they they give you like sort of like um, it almost seems like journal prompts to me or like thought prompts where it's like you may be experiencing something like this or like I don't know it's been so long since since I looked at it I'm trying to like think of the different things that they would say but it kind of like seemed like they were trying to um, intentionally help your thought process sure through difficulty yeah i mean i i don't really use the app that much but the notifications pop up and i'm like oh i mean again i don't really click on it but i'm like huh like the little first lines like today might be a good day to experience something and i'm like i don't really want to know more because i don't want (laughs) to ruin my day because then i feel like if you if you go based on what this app says or what astrology tells you then that's like how your whole day you're going to be looking for looking for this sign or you're going to be looking for this little prompt. And if you don't get it, then you're like, well, I must have done something wrong to the universe. And, but you know, I don't know that, that kind of goes back to the whole Christianity thing where you're like, God has a plan for everybody, but you know, how does this app know? Is it just yeah. general knowledge terms or, or what? Yeah, no, I think that um, I definitely, so I'm, I am I err on the side of knowing less because life should be like more random and unplanned. Yeah. Um, and like you're saying, it's like, if I know this, like, it's like, um, like Oedipus or something, you know, it's like, um, they got that. That's the, the right tale, right? The, um, he ended up like sleeping with his mom because he, they tried to avoid him sleeping with his mom. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. So like yeah. if you know too much, then you try to avoid getting yourself into what you got yourself into. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a, that's a trip too. Because I mean, like, what if you if would you rather know your whole life plan being planned out? Like someone's like, I'll tell you exactly, straight down, no no ifs ands or buts. I'll tell you exactly everything about your life. Or would you rather it just be a mystery? I would rather it be a mystery. Really? Um, well, because like, yeah, I mean, like, I think it's like the, would you want to know how you're going to die? Because then you avoid places where you might die because you know exactly what's going to happen. Um, or, or would it be if you know the time that you're going to die, it means that you live the whole rest of your life carefree because you know you're not going to die at that point. You know, I could jump off this, this, you know, empire state buildings, parachute down, you know, sail through Manhattan, you know, jump into a back of a bus and, and, you know, keep it pushing and that I'm not going to die. Cause yeah. I got, well, you know, okay. So now that I think about this more, I think that it disagrees with like one of like my core beliefs in life where that like each decision affects another decision. So okay. like, even if you know that the time that you're like, if somebody tells you the time that you're going to die on Tuesday, your decisions between Tuesday and when you start being reckless could change the time that you're going to die. Like in my mind that that would have okay. to, you know, like, yeah, correlate. I mean, that makes sense. I don't, I mean, me, I don't know which one I would choose. Cause, it, but I mean, both are terrible and have their own, they have their own good and own bad versions. I mean, I guess the plus side on one, you know exactly when, so you don't, you could be carefree, but on the other hand, Han, the other hand, you want to, um, a little bit of mystery about life. Cause I mean, you know, you don't want your whole life ruined and spelled out. 
I mean, also, if your life is spelled out, then I feel like you take less chances and you take less like, um, yeah, like leaps of faith. I think that one of the um, best parts about life is that you don't know what's going to happen next. And like, there's that, I don't know, hope, like hope is really important. Hope is important. We don't have enough hope. I, I do. Find, I, and um, I, it's, <laughs> is this, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, honestly, hope isn't worth a lot, but I mean, it's necessary. Yeah. Super necessary. I mean, it gets you through it. It mean, hope will, has gotten, I don't know, probably countless people through this pandemic. I mean, uh, that was what Obama ran on hope. <laughs> Joe Biden, I mean, he didn't outwardly say it, but I mean, that you could tell that was one of his underlying yeah. like keys was like, hey, there's hope for a better tomorrow. You know, you know, honestly, they did all but pull out the Barack Obama posters for that campaign. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he if he pulled out the Obama, like, hey, hope people, I don't think people would have voted because then they would be like, ah, sir, you, <laughs> you. You couldn't run it on your own. You just had to piggyback off a of B. Yeah. Off a of Barrio. How dare you? No. So, I don't, I don't know. Hope is a lot. I mean, it's all it's all mysterious. Well, I want to, like, expound upon, like, sure. I feel like, like, hope and caring and love, even, are, like, they're literally, like, worth, like, like, zero dollars in the sense that they're things that, like, are invaluable, but also like not valued enough in our society. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I've had this, I've had this back and forth thing with, with the value of, especially recently, the value of, um, of like love and the value of respect. A lot of that, nobody seems to at least now have that common decency and have that common respect like they did back in the time of our grandparents. And obviously, you know, both of us being African-American, you know, it was different for our grandparents versus, you know, a, a, you know, a Caucasian person's parent grandparents, but still like it's, how do I say this? It's, um, I can't think of a good way to say it. So it's, we just don't, we don't respect. I mean, I feel like at times we put more respect and emphasis on like the social media aspect and we're nicer to people online than we are to the, to our neighbor down the street or to that person who's in the grocery store. Um, who's just, you know, who's having a hard time clearly who's like, or, Okay, prime example. Earlier today, Whole Foods again. Um, a lady, she she was I don't know what she was doing, but she dropped a, a jar of of red tomato sauce and it's shattered on the ground. The first thing that she did didn't look at the person who was right there, who the glass kind of like darted towards her. She looked at her shoes to make sure that there was no red sauce on her white shoes. And I saw this from probably like 50 feet away down in aisle. I was like, oh, that's messed up. This lady's like shaking like her leg and like trying to like brush herself off. Just trying to like, I guess some glass kind of hit her. She's like brushing her leg off. Lady did not care about 
that lady who was in front of her, she cared about her shoes. And I was like, really? I I, I was kind of just taken aback. I was like, huh. Okay. Yeah. No, I definitely think that we need to be more neighborly. Um, like I was telling you earlier, like my friend, we were talking about, we don't know our neighbors. And I think that we would do a lot better as a society if we cared about the person next to us, you know, like, like literally lives yeah. in the house next to us. Right. Um, Cause we don't think about our neighbors as like our family or our friends. We think about them as like strangers. And um, that's one thing that I want to get like around, but I don't even know how to get like people's minds around that or even like my own mind around that sometimes, because how do we trust strangers? How do we get ourselves to trust strangers? Well, I, I don't know how you trust somebody. I mean, the only way you, is to get to know somebody. Then they don't become a stranger anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. if yeah, you, like, but if like, you get to... If is you get there to a not, way that we could, like, put more trust in just society in general? I, I don't know if you could trust society. I mean, because society has done so much evil towards, you know, su- certain subsects of people over time that it'd be hard to trust, you know, the overall general society. But like, if you have like a small, like, have you ever read the book called tribe? No, I haven't. It's a really good book. Uh, and it, it basically, the book talks about, um, there's, you know, if you have like a back in the day, there were certain subsets of people like the Indians, native Americans, they had their own tribe. And it was like, you protect the members of your tribe and anybody who comes and messes with your tribe, um, obviously you handle, you take care of business, but a tribe can be, you know, in today's society can be your, your immediate family or your, your close knit family. It could be your, your neighborhood. That could be your tribe. I mean, as long as you get to know the people, uh, it could be your friend group plus, you know, some other, you know, other people, but like we've gotten, but there is basically the book. I think it's Sebastian Younger is the author. Uh, he was basically saying that the whole entire premise of tribes, we've gotten away from that because we're all separated. No one knows their neighbor, like you were saying earlier. Nobody knows their neighbor. Uh, people struggle with the fact that, you know, you're at the grocery store, 1920s. People used to speak all the time. Hey, how you doing? It's very weird. If someone does that to you now, what's your immediate response? <laughs> see, but it's it's the but see you're like it, it was the face you made too you're like uh hi you know it's it's more like a standoffish kind of like why are you speaking to me you know but we've we've abandoned we've completely abandoned that so i wish that yeah, we would and get, i mean even the way that cities are structured now where we have all of these like um, studio apartments, people don't live with their families anymore. Like we really like have like structured life to be separate. Which is the opposite of how life used to be or life should be. Life is meant to be shared with, you know, those closest to you, at least how I believe, you know, life is meant to be shared with those closest to you. And the fact that, like you said, like, I live in like where my house is. It's all it's all houses. I the only reason why I know my neighbors is because when we were moving in, they were kind of standing outside watching. And I was like, you know, normally you would think, hey, 
going to offer, you know, looks like this dude is struggling, you know, it's 10 PM, you know, truck's still not done, you know, want help, you know, you would think, you know, you would think that'd be the case, but no. So afterwards, the next day, they, they come over finally once truck's gone, like introduce themselves, like saw you out there struggling last night, man. I was like, then why didn't you come help? Yeah. Like, you it's saw like you also s- now, like today you want to be neighborly. Right. <laughs> so, but that, I mean, that's the only reason why I know who my neighbors are. And, you know, my kids have, you know, they play with the neighborhood kids. So we, I mean, kids are like that common bond, I think at least here in Texas, uh, or the neighborly bond. Cause you know, your kids are outside playing. So you go over, introduce yourself to their parents because, well, you probably don't do that now because of COVID, but you did. You used to be able to go outside and, you know, meet your neighbors because their kids are playing with your kids and they'd go to their house and this, that, and the other. But I don't know. I, I wish that and, we would um, be able to. What? Oh, so I was going to say in D.C., I think that, like, I'm realizing that that common bond is dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all have a lot of dog parks there, right? Um, not necessarily in my neighborhood. I live east of the river, but, um, west of the river. Yeah. They do have, um, a lot of dog parks in the gentrified area. In the gentrified (laughs) parts. Um, yeah, that's, that's some, at least I've, I've noticed that. See, I've again, never been to DC, but I've noticed it on my friend's social, like always at the dog park, lots of people there and they have doggy play dates, which are, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. See, my big, um, my big thing for next year is just getting my dog brunch trained. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a new one for me. Brunch trained. Mm-hmm. So he just lay. So he just lays down on the ground while you're eating brunch. Right. Yeah. Just chewing yep. the bone, like you know, like. <laughs> oh, that's is that is that a thing again? I'm so un. I don't take my dog anywhere because she's an anxious little thing. Um, is that a, that's a thing, right? Brunch Oh, in DC. Oh, people take their dogs everywhere in DC. It's kind of like, honestly, like, um, <clears throat> sorry. I think that, um, more common than not, I'd say probably 75% of restaurants are like accommodating to dogs. Cause like most restaurants have patios and stuff, but like, really? and if they have a patio, it's like, yeah. Cause like DC is such a, um, transient city. So people don't have like, kids they have dogs <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wants to be raised in washington dc i mean i know you were but still like, well technically pg county I, I have to make that distinction just because we make that here <laughs> mm, all sorts of things what's pg county so pg county is um the county in maryland that borders the south East and honestly, most of DC, like most of the Maryland that touches DC is PG County. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's like the southeastern county. Okay. Um, it's also the most affluent black county in America. Really? Mm-hmm. Let's see, I learned something today. <laughs> is it because it is it because of the people who is it because they do business and they do a lot of stuff in DC? Is that why it's the most affluent? I mean, I don't know much about Maryland. Um, well, I have to look this up a little bit more, but I do remember listening to NPR one morning when I was on the way to work and they were saying that because the federal government was the first like um, sort of like um, business or corporation, you know, like agency to 
um, like make it illegal to discriminate against workers and by race and by sex and all these other things that um, people around DC um, got that benefit because there's so many federal jobs in DC and then DC was black back then also. So mm. it kind of just like um, black people were able to get like the same paying jobs as white people and accumulate wealth faster because like those benefits, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. See, Hopefully I explained that well enough. You did. <laughs> See, it's it's stuff like that that like I, I I fancy myself to be like a nerd of some sorts, like history and all this other stuff, but didn't know that. Now I learned something. Yeah, I See, mean, people- I've lived in this area my whole life, and like that one morning at NPR, it like just made sense why DC probably or like just PG County was you know like became the black county, you know, um, yeah. or like the most affluent black county. Also because people were moving out of D.C. into P.G. County, mm. you know, like when people started fleeing D.C. because, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a lot of reasons. I still have to look into it more, but um, yeah. Okay. Well, see. Hey, sometimes our show is educational. Sometimes. <laughs> that's really that's really cool. Jeez. Um, that, 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 that I had something, but that the, the whole P.G. County thing threw me off. I'm still thinking about it. I don't know why. What city, what, what city, like what may is the closest major city would be DC, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, a, what's another County city is um, mostly just suburbs. Oh, okay. Um, you get further out and then it's just farmland. Really? And then There's the far- rest of Maryland is just farmland. Yeah. Like places like upper Marlboro, they turn into like, little bit more like foresty and farm and like places like where I'm from where Akakee they have like forest and farm and stuff like that. Oh see I don't know anything about Maryland. I only know what is it, Ocean City? Yeah. Is that a thing? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who lives in Ocean City. His name that's is what Bubba. You know about us? Oh, that, that that that's the only, well that I don't one, you were the second person I've ever met from Maryland. Um, my friend Bubba Almany, he does security, private security. He was the first, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, there, yeah, there I are. Mean, Ocean City is like a good beach if you have nowhere else to go. <laughs> uh, well, you have nowhere else no to go. No offense. Huh? I mean, hey, if it's a shitty beach, it's a shitty beach, and that's that's all we're gonna say. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I didn't necessarily say that. I did not say, didn't, but you know. <laughs> well, somebody from Texas did, so sorry, Ocean City. <laughs> Your beaches suck, but she just didn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I just, there are certain states that I've never met. I've never met somebody from uh, New Hampshire or Vermont or Maine. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm pretty convinced that those three states at the top of the United States, they're just completely abandoned. I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, I would say, like, okay, those states, but also, like, Montana, like, I, Wyoming, like... <laughs> I have this, I have this absolute love and affinity for Montana. You have no idea. I my One of my goals in life is to just buy a huge chunk of land in Montana and just build a house on it. Like, just for peace in the like because i don't really like like being outdoorsy like that but i also 
am finding that I do. I I, have, I don't like bugs and stuff, but for some reason, being around a mountain in a stream, and you can only you can buy twenty acres of land for a hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. That's pretty interesting. Like like you're saying, I really don't like being outdoors. Like I say that I like being like closet outdoors or like outdoors in controlled spaces i.e okay. like decks rooftops yeah. patios sure um i really don't like bugs but like if i could buy a patch of land without bugs and have like <laughs> that sort of peace yeah. you know maybe yeah but you know i don't think you get that without like spiders and other creepy crawlies <laughs> oh yeah it's always it's always funny like uh, you watch all these like movies in like the big house on the like the open spot of land i'm always like you know as soon as they walk outside there's mosquitoes and they're like what are you doing and like they're like smacking stuff because you never see it in a movie they're always just like sitting outside watching the sunset it's all peaceful but you know in real life there's like some like flies and some like mosquitoes and spiders you're like get away from me it's just not as peaceful but uh, yeah i bozeman montana i've been i've been looking big sky country hundred and fifty five thousand dollars you can get uh 20 acres of land facing a mountain it's amazing uh, and i'm like you might you know you might also just need space because like you're used to being in texas possibly but i don't know sometimes sometimes i have this feeling like last year we went to california for vacation got family out in la it's just nice to go to like the beach. But if you live out there, it's, you know, I think that I would just take advantage of it and it just wouldn't be meaningful anymore. And maybe that's why I've been looking at like Montana. I've been looking at houses in Montana, Utah, Wyoming, all the Colorado, all those places, just because there's something peaceful to me about a mountain. You know, you just go outside in nature and you just like stare up and you're like, huh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think about my ideal place to live. And um, I really like being active and having people around. Yeah. So I feel like I would want somewhere that was, I don't I don't think it exists because like I really want us to be busy, but I also want it to be quiet. Yeah. Um, like I've been building my dream house in SketchUp. Um, oh, nice. And it has like, it needs land, you know, it has like a courtyard in the middle. It has like a wraparound porch. And if you have a wraparound porch, then you need a yard. Yes. So <laughs> for sure. It's like, but I also want to be like 15 minutes away from everywhere I want to be. So it's like, does that exist in the same area? Yes, it does. I'll tell you where it exists. It exists at Tyler Perry's new house. Have you seen his, have you seen his new house? No. Where is that? It's in Georgia, but <clears throat> excuse me. It's in he has this huge house. I mean, I think it said like 20 bedrooms. I mean, it's just something, something just you don't need. Um, but he built it on like this huge plot of land. So basically it's in the middle of a forest. There's like tall, tall trees around and it's got a private airstrip, like a private jet runway strip that leads right to the man's front door. So if he wants to like, just take off and go somewhere, boom, walk outside private jet. I'm taking off. We're gone. I don't even got to go to the airport. I don't got to go through security. Wow. Just got to take off. But like, but Literally, that his I'm house is, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Monte Carlo. Let's go. Um, 
but yeah, like that, like that's the ideal thing. Like I want that. I think that's, that's the reason why I started looking at like Montana, not saying that Georgia's bad, but I just want like a place where there's like, he's like 20 minutes from downtown. Um, and like, that's just what I want. Like 20 minutes from a city. I just drive in, get what I need, come home and just, you know, be in solitude. But that'd probably be like later in life. Cause now I'm just like, I need, I'm an extrovert. I need people to talk okay. to. I can't, I can't sit still and, you know. I was going to ask that next. I was going to ask, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Because I know that me as an extrovert um, and like, I don't know, like a reformed extrovert, I would even say, because like, you know, just dealing with coronavirus, you have to learn how to be alone and like not have, you know, all the attention and people that you're used to having. Um, (laughs) It is a, it is a, it is a transitional extrovert. Um, so like as an extrovert, I would say that I would not want to live anywhere that like, cause I don't like driving either. So Ooh. it's like, I wouldn't want to live anywhere that forced me to drive in order to hang out with people, <laughs> like to drive, drive. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll see. That's all Texas is. Texas is just big open mm-hmm. land and you got to drive places. There's no, in very, in very few cities here in Dallas, are there public transportation, like at least in the suburbs. So it's a drive anywhere you want to go. You want to you want to go to Six Flags? That's an hour and a half away, at least from where I live. Um, you want to you want to go to the Cowboys game? Hour, you know. You're like, geez, okay. It's it's just it's driving everywhere. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't yeah, okay, mind so- it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was thinking about this. Um, so like living in DC, um, I've lived in Maryland for most of my life. So I have like a Maryland driver's license at first, just getting used to being a quote unquote DC driver. And I've been like sort of categorizing the different styles of drivers because I deal with like mostly Maryland, DC and um, Virginia drivers. But I feel like drivers in places outside of cities, like especially like the Southern and rural places, y'all just drive so fast because you're just used to being on straight roads and I was in Maryland the other day driving somewhere and I was going 60 and somebody was like pushing up on me and I was like whoa like this isn't enough for y'all like what oh see 60 60 is I do slow that it is slow I do 60 on like the street one of the major streets that uh it was just a you know four-lane street that I live close to the speed limit's like 55. That I mean, you're basically doing a city street. Highways 70, 75. It's it's a thing. Like And do I, you see <laughs> the speed limit on the actual streets is like 20, 25 at yep. most like yeah, like a normal street is 20, 25. So I'm usually going I'm going a speed that's around that. Okay. Yeah. Like this is I mean I'm not gonna tell on myself. It's a speed <laughs> that's around that. Um, <laughs> But I'm just not used to like the like, all right, we're in a straightaway and I'm going 80 because I live 15 miles away. And if I go 80, it takes 15 minutes, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's I'm sorry. That's that's how I drive. You would, you would not <laughs> like Dallas traffic. That's how I drive. If it's 70, I'm, I'll tell on myself I'm pushing like 80. I'm sorry. I'm pushing <laughs> close to like 80 or 77 because that's just the way the flow of traffic seems to be moving. So I'm like okay this is what we're doing and that's what we're doing so oh 
but of I all the drivers not. in this area, Virginia drivers are the worst, and I will I will die on that hill. Really? Yes, they're awful. Oh. They okay, so I don't I blame them, but I don't blame them that much just because they're probably really confused because <laughs> if you go into Virginia, there's so many different like mur- <laughs> You make you I'm making sorry. it sound like you're making it sound like they're just like no offense. You're making it sound like they're just slow. You're like, you don't know. You don't understand. The way that they drive is just you're stupid. You're just stupid. <laughs> it's awful, okay? <laughs> um, but so there's so many different, like, lanes and highways in Virginia. Like, going into Virginia, you could see, like, all the different overpasses and underpasses and all this okay. other stuff. So, like, there's, like, you always have to be in a certain lane in order to get somewhere. So I think that they're just not used to being in the same lane for a long enough time so like when they get into a place where it's like safe they just like keep dodging from lane to lane and they just don't know how to like just <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know i'm just i'm trying to help them out but i, w- <laughs> I have I will- so much shade for virginia drivers like <laughs> really i can know i can tell virginia drivers learn get your stuff right get your life right because it's ridiculous yeah i Last year we went to uh, South Carolina, and, and I I have this thing with like old cities and like two lane roads, because you know I'm used to just driving in Texas where it's like boom we're just gonna keep going. People are like going like real slow, and I'm like, uh, what is happening? Like, why why are we doing this? So, yeah. Oh well, that's two lane roads are like. They're awful. There's no fast lane on two lane roads. No, it's not. Which, which doesn't, which is, which doesn't bode well. But you know, I don't know. Oh, but well. maybe we need more patience. I don't know. Maybe, but see, pa- patient is a virtue that most people do not have. I mean, I, I have it kind of sometimes. Not while I'm driving, <laughs> though. Driving is a whole like. It's a it's a whole different story. I'm not gonna lie, driving probably taught me patience because really? I realized that like the time that I think that I'm saving, the stress that I'm causing myself by being so invested in how other people drive doesn't really change the outcome of where I'm getting to and when I'm getting there. Like maybe yeah. by a couple of minutes. So like, I don't know. I honestly like relate a lot of driving to life. Like, you know, things like, like stay in your lane and always <laughs> check your blind spots. Like you can always like relate like certain things like in sure. driving to life. So, um, you know, just like even, so like one thing I like really try to say is like give people more grace than you think that they deserve. And mm-hmm. I try to like use that in my driving as like people who like, always want to merge at the end of the lane just because they want to cut in front of everybody else it's just like you know what you got it you got me like yeah you know that's at least taught me a little bit of patience (laughs) okay see now you're gonna make me rethink the way that i drive because i do i for whatever reason do have this thing where i'm like i gotta get there fast i gotta get there like if if, i don't know if this is a thing that you do but if my if my iPhone tells me that it, I'm going to get there in 25 minutes. I'm trying my best to beat it. I'm like, no, no, Siri. I'm going to make it in 22. You're wrong. It's going to take 22 minutes. Right. No, I'm no, I'm seriously. And I'm like, um, first of all, you don't even know the way to go, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even calculating right. You want me to turn right on Jefferson on Jefferson? It's traffic. 
when I could just go out Washington and obviously (laughs) it's Sunday. (laughs) Girl, you don't know about lane closures. I saw this on the way to Whole Foods earlier. Come on. Right. You ain't calculate. That was great. All right. Well, you know what? This has been an hour and I'm not going to hold you because this was, you know, a last minute thing that, you know, I really do appreciate you switching. Oh. The time I mean, I've got nothing but time. It just stopped, started raining. Uh, oh, did it really? Oh. And I was supposed to walk my dog. It's like torrential downpour right now. Oh, well, be safe walking your puppy. <laughs> I'll probably just, I'll wait until probably 15 minutes. Probably. Is that how it rains out there? I've heard that it rains like in very weird, weird ways out there. Yeah, so uh, my friend was telling me that he lives in San Diego and he was telling me that like it just sprinkles for like three days and that's how they get rain. But here it's like a lot really fast and then sunshine or it's like rains half the day and then sunshine. So like Mm. it switches off and on. Mm. DC, get your act right. Stop raining so so Simone can walk her puppy. How dare you? Poor thing. Poor thing. Anyway. Um, tell the people if they want to listen to your podcast, like all the socials where they can, uh, get your podcast in, like, if they want to reach out to you, you know, and cause I saw you on your website, you can submit yourself for an episode when she starts recording her podcast again. Yeah. So, um, my podcast is called nice to meet you. And if you want to find that on social media, it's at NTMY, like nice to meet you podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And um, like Byron said, if you go to the website, ntmypodcast.com, then you can submit yourself, um, like nominate yourself to be recorded um, for an episode, to be interviewed for an episode. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I've been working on, um, you know, just highlighting my old episodes recently. And um, I'm going to start recording again after the anniversary, which is December 4th. I mean, I'm like still kind of recording now, but I'm still really working on like the highlight episodes yeah but um yeah if you guys want to check that out it's nice to meet you on itunes spotify soundcloud and stitcher stitcher gotta say stitcher because that's how we met (laughs) gotta give them a shout out um cool i like it i appreciate you doing this again um y'all go listen to her podcast follow her she's very interesting as you just heard so there you go okay bye everybody (laughs) 